1: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode on the Celtic Now and for our podcast. My name is Ryan Crawford, and this is the reaction podcast to which been happening recently. Um obviously regarding Neil of interview and obviously the baggie again that's come up uh, regarding Neil of interview. Um so there's a lot to speak about. And um, on the panel this week, joining me is Sammy and Robert. Sammy, Robert, how are you doing guys?
2: Good, Ryan, thanks. All right, Ryan. Good
1: well, obviously, boys, uh, it's been a turbulent few days again following Celtic. Um, <laughs> it's been a turbulent season. Um, really, kinda, obviously, I've moved on a little Sammy. Um, so what's your kind of thoughts recently about what's been going on at Celtic Park? Uh, where they you starting?
3: Um, I think, as we said just before we, we came on there, it's been a bit of a comedy show. Um, if it was any other club, you'd be and laughing, and um, You wouldn't believe it. It's, uh, we seem to kind of stumble from the one mess up
1: into the next one. Um, I don't know. If you did not laugh, you'd be I posy. Aye, definitely. Um, it just seems every day we're waiting up and there's something there's something in the news or there's something popping up on Twitter. and I think we spoke about it uh, as well, Robert, that every day now is just we're scared to look at our phones and just scared to Who's coming next?
2: Definitely, Ryan. It's a total circus act. Um, if you ask me, we've already spoke about it, mate. We just Every day, you're just negative shits in the papers, online, on radio. It's just... There's got to be an end to it. We've got to get our act together um, and really change things about from top to bottom, as we've already spoke about. Um, I just feel... We knew when, there's a lot of points I agreed with on him. Um, just, I think he was wrong in how he brought it across. And I think the club as a whole, everybody's doing things differently in different directions because we had John Kennedy come out and telling us that in the media, Dubai was a good thing. We then had Scott Brown out in the media telling us Dubai was a good thing. We then had Peter Lowell apologising in the media. And then now we've got, Scott, uh, we've got Neil Lennon defending Dubai. It's To me, It's there's no everybody in it together. It's just all PR disasters and make statement after statement. There's no doing it as a one-cub type of thing. I feel everybody's using their opinions and no speaking about it in-house. They're just going out and speaking to the media and the fans and try to rectify and say why they've done things. And why what was right and what was wrong with it? I just feel we've got a lot to learn as a club just the way we've approached this season in every aspect. Um, total shambles, mate. If you ask me.
1: Even before the interview yesterday, even as you spoke about there, the PR Celtic PR has been total. It's a total shambles, um, and we finally use words like that lately, but it has been. Um, you're just <laughs> you you're going through a spell of this and then they're posting Lisbon line chocolate, and it's just been a total for the get go of this season. And but the last few weeks again, it's you think you're getting a wee bit of form and the build up, and then the PR just total. I don't know, what you make it, Sammy, but the the PR to start off for for me has just been no very good recently.
3: It's probably same there. That's another angle of it. If you, if you think of it, that Bob don't seem to have a unified position on everything. So you've got the crisis at the front, where the manager's now just throwing his toys out the pram, like yesterday, and I'm sure we'll come to that in the more detail. He's assistant. There's no events. You've got the CEO apologising publicly for it. And at the same time, you've got the media team trying to get us all by and, uh, chocolate in the night telling us that we could put Celtics in pot night characters and all the rest of it you know, you know read the room man yeah. Celtic fans at this moment in time are not interested in getting a big bar of dairy milk that will charge us a fiver for you know there's folks mm-hmm. spent £600 to, to play, watch IPTV for a season um, and they're wanting you to splash out fiver on a dairy milk and a fancy wrapper it, it, it's as if Folk in the same corridor on the stick, Marie. That's in what you're doing today, and we'll make sure we're there. I just switched over, but I've more done in <laughs> well, we road and left. It, it it's really strange how certain areas of the club have just completely blown away. Um I you know, as I was saying, it, it, it's really, really strange how maybe seems to be on the same page at everything that we're putting out in
1: public. Uh, it's, it's been a very it's a bit of a car crash, Um you've had the CEO come out apologizing, then the PRs the thing that came through the actual his interview, I think, as well that he's committing out and basically to say apologised but he's not apologised and then Len's committing out and basically saying no uh, everything's fine. So again he's kinda of gone against what he's, his boss is saying and it's totally and then obviously it's led in an interview yesterday which we've we all seen a wee minute and you're thinking right away that's that's poor, it's unprofessional, he's he was on the defensive for the for the for the front of the interview right away. Um but when you actually see the full interview, as Robert says, some of his points are quite valid, but it's the way he's came across. Um I think that he's maybe got to when it comes to that, we understand the office stated and he's annoyed for what's been happening. You've got to come across a bit more professional and I think the way we've been gone the full season, and um, Professor's not really been the whites when gone. Um, it's just, I don't know what you make it, Robert, but the first bit of it when he first went to interview was just, he was right on the defensive, and right away you're thinking this is going to be a, a bit of a taste interview. I, as you say, Ryan, he came out
2: like. A bit angry in his head, right? And he's obviously known they're going to question things and he's going to into that interview. So, to me, he's got to take himself into a wee room before the interview, speak about what in his head, what he's going to be asked and what's going to be said. Because you can't, you know what I mean? One slip up in the media, one false word, one thing they don't agree with, it's just getting them fucking petrol for the fire, if you want to put it that way. And the media is absolutely loving the collapse in Celtic. So let's not give him any more fuel for the fire, as they say. Because to me, he shouldn't have done the interview should have been John Kennedy or somebody else because he's a fiery guy, we all know that. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with being a fiery guy, but sometimes when you're angry, you can say things that you maybe regret or maybe no, think twice about. You've just said it because he he's went out and merely slated everybody. And some things I agree with, some things I don't. We'll not get into exact detail of things. And I think the club are saying they've been misled a wee bit by the Scottish government and stuff like that. But us as a club should have been more professional in the manner that Julian shouldn't have been anywhere near Dubai. It shouldn't mm-hmm. have been. They knew before he went, apparently, that he had COVID. So he should have been back in isolation in Lennox Town and been around about two physios or three. Um, two, or three physios, and went for there and try and get his rehab rehabilitation better, and try and get back quicker, rather than going into Dubai, sitting on a plane with guys, running about a pool, running about training. It's just you're not doing yourselves any favour in that matter, and you're giving the press fuel for the fire, as they say.
1: Aye, it's the fact that Julian went in the first place was I don't, I really don't understand it. Um. You've all well played football yourself, boys. You know, if you're injured, do you go to training? Very rarely, no. You don't do that. So, why why would he do it? I don't understand. I understand maybe he was going for some winter sun eh, for his injury, but again, you can do that at Leonardstown. But <laughs> I just think right away for his interview, um, Sammy, that again, take away from what's happening the bye. Just the fact of the interview for the start, it just, you know, right away it was just it was just going to lead to something that we knew was going to be kind of a bit goal for.
3: I, like you, um, sort of around about lunchtime, I saw the, the sort of 60-second clip, his interview, it was, it was the first Really, thing, it was like PLD or something, that it, and my first thought was, is uh, somebody going to tell him to Um, And then more started to drip feed out and the Nature of the world, you know you start to get the WhatsApps and that's circulating that circulating apartment more's being said, and then by the evening news, you're seeing a wee bit more and, and you're thinking, all right, there's maybe a wee bit more to this. Um in terms of in terms of how he's came out, uh, I agree he shouldn't have done it. But then I think to myself, he has come out to get stuff off his chest. Um, he's probably gone against any guidance that the PR team have given him before that. You know, any the media team will have said to him. Um, just get there and just nod oh, die. oh well it's a shame what's happened but we move on blah blah mm. So he thought nah I'm going to say what I'm going to say is that the actor who knows that you're not going to be here long and he's just I'm going to be Here, I'm just going to have a go um, the, the, the biggest problem for it, for me is the way he's went about it um, I actually think plus because it's him he had that been a Brendan Rogers. Had sat there and said the exact same thing word for word. And even if he would said it in the exact same manner, it would have been taken differently. It wouldn't have been the best. The perception and the time that would have gone on it, it would have been completely different. But because it's Neil Lennon getting fiery, because of the reputation he has in this part of the world for the last 20 years or whatever, everybody's just went up. There we go. We knew this point was coming. He was going back. The, the, the fallout for it is, is the thing for me. If, if you look on Twitter and things like that and Facebook and stuff on the TLP forums and whatnot, it looks as if a lot of folk think you need to be in one of two camps. Either mm. you think Neil Lennon should be sacked and he shouldn't be the manager anymore, or he's got some great points in his interview, and folks who forget you can actually believe Bay for that. Yeah. You know, for me, he should be sacked. He shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be anywhere near there. Dubai has been a mess up. Doesn't know is his doing, but he's got to take a degree of responsibility about it. Same token. Some of the stuff he said, hey, it would be difficult to, to disagree with points. Um, the, the the big point about the um, section and spin again, well, the Scotland players. There wasn't no one single person in any media outlet whatsoever. But, um, that's a bit dodgy in these times that they're all drunk and jumping around and mm-hmm. one another. Everybody thought brilliant party thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got he's got a point um, there. The the point you made about Julian, though, well, I mean, go back always. The um, Seeing any other season, have any no problem with him going with him to, to a warm winter camp because he's gone for a bit of an hour, he's part of the club and arrested, but we've got to realise in these times, every single person they could is another degree of risk, good access, have it, bring it back. Take the bare minimum. even the coaching staff and all the rest that you go do we really need everybody gone, because if we don't, we don't take everybody, because the less folk we take, the less risk we're going, the less folk we need to squeeze out the busses, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't believe when he hit that. It's been a mess, but yesterday just had the feeling at me of somebody who's went, no, you, you know, that way you know you're getting sacked on the last day of your job and you just decide and go in, you call Aye. the boss
1: for it. That, that's what that felt like yesterday. I think definitely what you're saying about um, the media, I think there's always been a thing against Lenin in a way. Um, you see every back page and every front page when something happens to them, they always put the shittiest photo of them. It's never a, a man in suits or a man. He's always looking grim and Age. tired, aged. He's always looking raging, aye? Um, and again, I think i seen one this morning. Can't mind what paper it was. Um, and they seemed that it was a front-page news or something. And he was, he was looking... He was, it was a game but It was an all 40 And they're just using that narrative again. As you say, he is making valid points, but the media is always going to try and twist it. And they're twisting it, they put that wee fiery speech out Oh, right away, your Twitter feed, your Facebook's everything's gone mad and again we've stayed in Glasgow all life, so we know that's what the that's what the media are doing, I think some cell fans can of get to grips so with that. They think that every time the media go to the perfectly and that's their joke to sell stories and sell papers and but I think I do agree with what he does say, um it's regarding obviously I think with hang Andy Walker, but see that hang Andy Walker when and I obviously watched the game and watched what he says, I did kind of agree with Andy Walker. I thought he was spot on and how decent he had to come out in front of us. And, but then again, <laughs> we are, we are, it's probably all the time I've agreed with Andy Walker in and a lot of stuff. Boys. Um, we all know he can be a bit of a, a, bit of a, a clown that comes to serve against Celtic, uh, like some other pundits. Um, but... Um, me personally I don't agree with him and I think he's he's had a point other times to point out Walker and I think maybe this time he just thought as you say Sammy that I may as well just get it off my chest and because I, I might, might be the only time I get it off my chest Um, I don't know what you think of that Robert but I did think the Andy Walker thing is just again is that maybe just a hindrance on everything that's happened and he's putting that into trying put something else up
2: I think he's wanting to defend the club which is Great, I definitely come out and mm-hmm. just say, look, it's us against everybody and we're no happy. At the end of the day, he's, he was singling out, like he singled out St Johnston and Hamilton, Aye. if I'm right, mm-hmm. um, which he shouldn't be doing stuff like that. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the full fact that Julian went. So I think there's things that we disagree on him, and there's things we agree with him, like the Scotland team doing the conga because we go to a Euros, aye, it's great. They're allowed to do that, aye. So there's some things I agree with him, there's some things I disagree. And as Sammy said, that I think he's a guy that's under a lot of pressure. He knows his job's hanging by the line and he's probably just thought, you know what, I'm going to be honest and I'm going to say how it is and I'm just going to tell the media, it's about time you give other teams as much stick as he's again us. At the end of the day, sticking up for these he's sticking up for these players, but to me it's all a bit, a little too much too, too much too late, in my opinion. Um, just because I think his job's hanging by a thread. Um, and that's probably what Sammy's saying. He's probably thought, you know what, I'm not gonna be in a job much longer, so I'd be as well getting it off my chest. Um, some things I agree and some I don't. And Sammy was spot on in what he was saying is the Celtics camp is. You either agree with Neil winning or you don't agree with him. You either support mm. Neil winning or you don't support him. That's nonsense. I, I mean, half the time on Twitter and Facebook now, I'm just like, no know what? I can't be annoyed listening to people. And there's some wee guys who think they're be influencers on Twitter on Facebook because they get 600 likes and everybody's got to agree with their opinions. I don't know what you think on that, but I've actually deleted a lot of people because they talk so much nonsense and they seem to think, They know more than everybody else. They're a bigger Celtic supporter than everybody else. But it's just all about my own opinions. And I go with my own opinions. I'm not always right. um, And I'm not always wrong. But it's all about opinions. And everybody's entitled to their opinion. Whether they support Celtic. Whether they go to the games or whether they don't. We're all Celtic supporters at the end of the day. So we've just all got to be in. All go together. And try and get out of this mess. And get the club back to where it is.
1: I think when you are... Obviously, the Andy Walker thing first, we're was saying about how it was a jolly and a side do. I understand Lenn- Lennon can front on that because the 40s did look bad, but inside, I know for a fact they were in the realm for a jolly. The 40 might have looked bad, but we all know that we've seen all the 40s on Facebook and Twitter or Twitter feeds that we all know that they go there and work hard, and we've just seen so- that right away. We've just seen that right away and thought, wow they're there for a but we know they're learning, so I understand Lennon's point of view on that, but a day when you we are talking about, um, the stuff on Twitter and stuff like people, people, you get people thinking they're in the know, and people saying this, and you've got to agree with Lennon, and you've no. in the day, as you say, we've all got opinions, I've got different opinions for something, Sam has got different opinions, you get different opinions, but that's why, you are like football. Uh, football, because we've all got different opinions, but some people, I, on your Facebook and your Twitter and stuff, the day come up with stuff, and again, people may think that about me, don't care, I say my opinion, because I, I, I like to think, I see things, I think, I like to see, I see it from the football point of view, just about trying to get it on Twitter, Um, but I do agree with you. There. I don't know where uh, your opinion is on that, Sammy, but I think the full, for the locker thing to that, I think it's just, it is, it's crazy. No, my,
3: my opinion with, with these digs at and Andy Walker, right? Um, who cares what Andy Walker says? Who watches the football? Like, is there anybody who, at the odds of your end, they'll listen to this, who puts on Skype to, to watch whatever game and really pays attention to what they say at half the time? No, we oh, don't. Yeah. No, I don't care what Andy Walker says. And I actually would. I don't care what Chris Boyd says. Chris Boyd didn't have any problem with Chris Boyd having a dig at us if we're cut batter on, we had years of the certain was then it would have they're there to be entertaining, right? I ignore them. When the game goes to half time, I, I go for a pee or I go for a get a drink or a feed the cat or something like that. I'm not listening to what Andy Walker or Michael Stewart or Chris Boyd Boydren like said. So see if they want to make me throw away comments to I don't know green mm-hmm. lights well in keeping with what you were saying, if that's Andy Walker's opinion he's entitled to it. I don't pay any connotes. If, if he wants to say that. So as it makes the back page of the paper, fair enough. If it praises Bill's crack on, but I, I would, I would like to think that as a club we're bigger than that. That we just need more mm. that. If, if he thinks it was a draw, he thinks it's a draw. It wasn't it. We know it wasn't it. Wasn't. So let people say whatever they want to say. And there are times where if no Neil wanted to create that seed mentality that that we're talking about there, where or it's everybody against us, we need to dig in. I'd have probably preferred that in about September, or October time when there was still our season he'd be fighting for and he was just sort of sitting on his horns in the dugout when we were losing games and drawing games and you're thinking, where was Neil Lennon who was fired up and his team fired up and showed a bit of passion, he showed a bit of beard. The biggest thing we were saying watching the first half of that season was, he looked as if he'd rather be anywhere else. He looked bored and he was bringing any motivation and inspiration whatsoever. So if he wanted to get fired up and wanted to get the players fired up and think everyone was against he'd take opportunity of opportunity when reserves are cuffing his 4-1. You know, I'd much rather at times like that I'd turn up as opposed to, well, I'm probably going to get the bullet at some point soon. who's the most recent point person who's had a Him? Well, I dig at him then. You know, see seems like I'd ever dig at somebody in the media. There's been far worse said uh, in recent weeks. Mm-hmm. I like to that. Hit and talks, what, whatever his name is. Durham. Right? Right. There's somebody you could just call it, but you could actually just laugh at him, right? But what he had to say was far worse and than Andy Watt. Andy, Andy Watt He's claiming that his professionalism's been called Vinny and all Orested. Very good. You know what? Go on Twitter and we're audience. it. Is he going to sit there and roll off 105,000 Twitter account names that have all called his professionalism in here? No. Just ignore them. Nobody pays attention to football pundits unless they're doing it for a laugh. We all ignore them. Don't get so worked up about it. Um it's, it's worth saying he's in to his opinion. That's his opinion and crack on. Um, in terms of some of the stuff that we're in go, you're absolutely right, Robert. why is he calling it St. and Harold? Particularly when both the clubs have come out today and put out a statement effectively saying, Well, really we've um, You know, We provided perfectly good facilities and we can prove it. There's no point getting involved while we are good with our football clubs. There's, there's, there's no point with our clubs. We'll just make ourselves up to look good bits in Scottish football because at the minute, actually like And I actually think, again, there's a big argument around the whole Dubai thing, and I think an awful lot of different arguments are getting caught up in one, which is that, well, we shouldn't have gone to nothing else matters. We shouldn't have gone morally. In terms of the rules, we never broke any rules. We had permission to go from the football authorities to the government, so we went, it's fine. We didn't need do wrong when they were there. Right, OK, they were sat together, but we were sat in the rain bubble. Any closer when they're sitting at the table than what they are if they're trying to get instructed the training or whatever. No, no, really. No big deal all the protocols they did whatever in terms of the thought eh, do you know what we're a bit pissed because we've dropped four points because we have played play two games minus their regardless of why we might have had to agree with the players that's what's ended up happening and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened if we had any red, Right, I, I totally understand all that but it's it's about seeing the the, the other issues if he feels that football in general has been held to a different standard than the football or getting it worse the better putting it there is a same well, the argument political, because the government's having a vote as they want about football. Then mm. he would have been pulling all the other football teams are and saying it's Scottish football against the Scottish government, by committing making it as if the Scottish government was sitting in for But we all know the narrative that's been pushed pretty much all our lifetime, that we're paranoid and all we'll rest it. So that's all everybody's going to do. You know, there's people feel paranoia, they're moaning, blah, 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 blah. Um, I do think footballers are getting held to a different standard by the government in some of the protocols. I, I, I do think there's inconsistencies, but um, but then we are held to different standards or we I mean that sounds like I'm a football player right? a they're allowed to go but they're they have been allowed to go and flight into Dubai. or we're not even allowed to next through to Edinburgh mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so they have get. so they have to be held to a different standard um, if, he, if he thinks the goalposts have been moved since they came back and that they were told it was two metres and it's four or three or whatever then provide some evidence of that out properly as a club and say we've been shafted, and we had to have 13 players which has caused us two games we've been ill-affecting here, with can prove it. Is now you've got Raith. Raith have both games and had them postponed. We've lost them 3-0, we can play them later. But well, could we have done that with the, the Hibs game and the Levy game at the weekend? We wouldn't have necessarily dropped four points we would have played them later. That could have an impact. No that it's going to If we lose this league by, say, three points, mm-hmm. most the two games would have been a massive difference. But It's the way in the manner he went about it, coming out random like taking can tell of machine gun and see like you throw comments about it's illegal in Dubai before could on that anyway. Why are you saying that? Oh, yeah. Sitting in the room, you just, you, know, you just sound like a better old man who just calm down a wee bit. Uh, if you've got points, make your points, show your evidence and move on instead of just ranting, which that, that's what made it all look so unprofessional. I think the
1: thing when you say that obviously about the government, I think that is maybe the only thing that I that I was really agreeing with him. Um, if that was the case and there's evidence there, then by rights, totally run back the government because I agree with what he says. They, they, they went out on Saturday, and let's be honest, they probably knew two weeks before that they'll going back into lockdown on Monday. So if that was the case, then I should have said something before they flew, flew out. But again, we, we, look, we can only see and hear what he's uh, telling is. So if that was the case, then um, Obviously about, and then on Saturday, we was saying they had to put players on the separate buses and you know all that. That's never happened before. So, again, that's maybe something that we can maybe go, aye, you could be right. But, dear us, the fans, the evidence to actually back you up with that. Because we, we can't back anybody up. If we, because the full thing with the PR, as you say, we've never told anything. So, we're, we're, we're back in the dark with a lot of things this season. So, how can we back our manager or back the board or any situation if we don't know what's happening. Um, I don't know what you can get out of but I just don't know. We can only agree with certain things these press conference, but without evidence, us as fans, we 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 can only speculate. If you might.
2: Like, uh, it's all rumours, Ryan. Um, obviously, you've had the WhatsApp group messages of saying that, but it was two metres then, it was four metres, um, that they were saying the government moved the goalposts, as they say. But the one thing about the government I wasn't happy with was as soon as Celtic get back to Dubai, they shut mm-hmm. from the cha- underneath the championship then in Scottish football, nice. which then would probably impact on these clubs financially and playing football and maybe guys, obviously it's making it to Celtic put their bad guys to these people for League One and League Two. It's as if oh, Celtic's went to Dubai, they've come back with a COVID case, we haven't shut your leagues down because that's Celtic's fault. You know what I mean? So in the government I've kind of made Celtic a scapegoat on that sense. In my opinion I just feel they didn't need to do it. There was no, there was no need to do it. Why did they all shut it down the week before Celtic went? At then it looks like Celtic's to blame. As if more people are going to dislike Celtic as a football club underneath Scottish football through the government using Celtic as a scapegoat. Um, that's just my opinion on that. But as we say, some things Lennon said, agree with him on points. Andy Walker, I agreed with Andy Walker for a change, but I don't think that's just what Andy Walker said then. I think that's about Andy Walker picking at Celtic mm-hmm. every opportunity he can possibly get to try and keep his cushy job at Sky and stuff like that and obviously try and debate things. Um, and as Sammy says, th- these pundits are out there to try and get people wound up and try and get stuff like that happening like that guy for fucking talk sport who's just an absolute clown. I wouldn't even listen to him. Um just because every week it's something about Celtic and relegate really Celtic telling like two and all this nonsense. Um see when you're down in the dumps everybody wants a kick at you mate. So it's up to us to get out of the dumps and come back fighting in all cylinders.
1: Because obviously you're talking about the guy for Talk Sport, um, Durham I I've even, even even through the years when we've been winning cups and trophies, aye, Sinclair's doing well high, but, but he's playing the public, the belly's doing well, playing the public, so it was a public, but now Gerard's doing well. Oh, he's doing he's doing brilliant. What a job, Gerard. Wait a minute, pal. If it wasn't for this pandemic, which is horrific, what's happened, your your main man might have been a because we were flying. And we'd have all the league with, we've said before we'd have won the league with a lot of points, in my opinion, because we were going to Ibrooks flying. Um but Obviously, that situation's happened now and it's 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 caused a, a lot of pain. And so we can have uh, no real way to speak about that. But when it comes to a uh, government, mate, it's with uh, the the change in the 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 laws basically for championship downwards, It's it's kind of I kind of putting the blame on Celtic in a way. You can see what they're trying to do. Um, I like to think they have only been doing it to look like that, but. Um, for me, Sammy, that's the way I think it looks to a lot is.
3: I, I think he's all right there, saying the timing doesn't look good for us. Um, and I also think part of that is why Lowell came out and said what he said. Um, he said what he said in the first second before laying on for four minutes. And he's just apologised for it. But he understands that it's something we're not going to win. Um, and again, saw WhatsApp rumours and all the rest of it. But the suggestion is that if we didn't think about what happened when we came back, they would have been, Everybody would have said, it was when it shut down all because it's uh, We don't want to look like the bad guys, we'll just take up the edge and we'll play the two games. We'll go and we'll go on it. Um, but uh, oh, do you know what all oh, bounce back to? If we don't go, none of this happens. And that's still important it, as much as agree, yeah, we, that we we argue whether there's an argument to be had about the result. What happened since we came back? Going away back to the start. Did we really need to go to Dubai or we didn't? Um yeah, there's been benefit, but you know, as I said earlier, read the room. But, you know, at that point, I mean, I don't know, what were we after the range? eighty seven points behind or something like that? I can't even remember what we were at that stage no, we be, But whatever we were, look at it and go all support brought this season they've spent a fortune zero return both physically and emotionally because um, I'm not even counting When the Scottish Cup at the end of that Cup final it felt like a, a weird victory it was more relief than a victory the way we managed to just mm-hmm. get that but with supporters you've not really had anything you've not been able to be in the ground and see games you've not been able to watch your team play good football or you know walk the league at any period of time I don't know where I'm about to start so Fans aren't getting anywhere. The fans are all holed up in the house. I knew we're going to be away on a in inverted commas draw if we're winning, inverted commas jolly. Um So no, you just go. Do you know what? We're going to patch it by this year, uh, and we're going to prevent the risk. It's, let's be honest. See the day that I think it was like the first day after we went. The police came out of Brown and Lennon by the pool. I imagine, like me, you probably turned to your mate up on that and said, "Can't you tell me coming back to home?" 100%. One of the players has come back with COVID. The way this is going for, we are going to come back with COVID. I didn't expect us to lose around 13. And that brought me on our point another point. And again, yesterday at least the point you made about protocols changing and difference and so this a wee bit. My biggest moan when we came back and we lost 13 players. See, once you saw who the 13 players were, group, my first thought was, if picked where they were all sitting. Because surely common sense says, you put your two goalies at opposite end of the planes. You put Griffiths and Edward at opposite end of the planes. You put your two main centre-backs so that if somebody gets it, you're only losing half your strikers and half your center back You don't put all four strikers near each other mm. so that when it goes down, they're all isolated and we we'll have then got near strikers. I mean that's just basic common sense. Split the team into wee bubbles. There's a goalie, a defender, coming through that striker. So if you go down, we're losing one for each position. We lost an entire first team. Um, which was just mental if it's been the case that they couldn't have avoided that because they've changed the rules on seatings and buses and planes and all the rest of it. well fair enough I suppose but, um, but again if we don't go this doesn't happen
1: it's, it's crazy as well <laughs> the four strikers in the forum couldn't play um, the full thing the Dubai I agree I think we are all agree with you Sally, that simple fact is we don't go there's no big fallout and we just continue as and trying to get better as we, as we go along. But obviously, can I away for the interview, um, Neil? Man, is give I me a t-
2: wee second on that one. Aye, by the way. What does not sit right with me as Dubai is, right? We did not agree and they went. They went, everything's happened. But we still had two games behind Rangers to play. So did we really need to go to Dubai? Could we not have sat at home and played one of their games and then narrowed, got to the league, Like time pushed on a wee bit with the league, rather than going out there for five days of winter training camp? Could we not have done that? Could we not have spent 300 grand, gone earlier, and then following the under 18s? I mean, we've just been so amateurish at times this season in every aspect. I just find it baffling. And especially with what happened with Edward coming back for France under 21s, COVID. Then you get Christy coming back, he had COVID. Um, I think who else came back? Was like, was really in There's an R two that was all international Tumble. football. Tumble, Tumble come back. So without a Euro. Christie one was an annoyance. Sorry. Sorry to
3: cut across, but the Christie one was an remember Christie never had it.
2: Christie yeah.
3: close to Armstrong and so mm, he Tilney yeah. and Tilney was cleared to play for Arsenal having had all the negative tests and they'd said no. Christy still is in and lo and behold. Christy was part of the group that missed the first Rangers game. Christy missed it. Edward missed it. The two Israeli really boys missed it. We were already with Julian and Forest mm-hmm. for injuries. So we were mm-hmm. decimating that first game. That's But right, well, We had enough experience of COVID to go, you know what, let's just try and avoid actually catching us because it's yeah, already right. messed us about enough.
2: Yeah. We were stupid in that sense. That's what I just feel. We could have stayed at home and played in a, a game in the five days at home, pushed home with the league a wee bit, now, I'm not saying we might not had cases, but we only had 13 players out if we were back at home. Yeah. We might only had two or three because COVID. We just don't know what's happening with this stuff. But when you've got all that, so many people, and you've took Julian there, at least Julian would have been doing the re- rehab, but rehab, but rehabilitation. Um, at Lennox Town, he wouldn't have been near the first team players. So at least he was when he's on a plane, he's running about all the first team players. So I think a lot of it's done to the stupidity that way. Um, just my opinion. But I just had to say that we part Ryan.
1: No, as I say you've kind, of put, you've kind of put a good point there. Obviously, see that week where we went Dubai, obviously we've got games in hand. Could the board know have actually pushed and went, listen, Camino just play a game? As you say, forget but I don't I don't know if they were even pushed hard enough. It doesn't seem like that. They must have the worst I knew, Dubai was coming, no we got to Dubai. But if they see the way things are gone, it's like the full the full club's just kind of gave up the league I've no, obviously it's, it's Martin Mark and no finish so I'm still like just at least yeah about a fight Um, obviously Neil Lennon came out and basically says at least kind of done but I'm not going to say that well Scott Brown
2: you, said the date so well
1: done right so then again you're two guys saying different things Um, but even with Neil Lennon saying that that's not a guy that should be the job because he's lost all his fight for that to the way he's saying that um, but if we had any fight in his, in my opinion, as a club, they should have been pushing for a game. If you, if you could squeeze in two that week, probably, but I can't see it. So see if you can squeeze one game in and get three points on the board. Then if you did go to Dubai, fair enough, then we'll, we'll deal with it again. But you could have got a, a game in. And then obviously they've done the under-18s furlough, which I think, I, don't, I I just can't agree with that. How can you go and, as you say, spend money on players to go away to another country and then you're following your under 18 team. See
3: in um, fairness though, what, what I would say in defence of that is we will not be the only team doing that. I, do I, I, the team I. Doing that. There's no football for them to play. So effectively these boys are doing nothing. I know we could say waiting to earn 150 pounds a week. but ultimately I think most clubs, even big Premier League clubs, will be looking at it saying, we could save some money here. Um, they're not doing anything because we can't play any football at that level so we might as well just leave them up the road in the hoods, and we can claim part of their wages back so it saves us money effectively it doesn't look right, I, I get it, like a lot of Bye. people it doesn't look right, it doesn't feel right particularly off the back of that but it's another stick we used to beat it a wee bit because like I say, we will know the only club um, by far we will know the only club in that pretty much every club in that not just in Scotland
2: Sammy,
1: that's, I
2: just you think going, you we
1: could have left it two or three, four weeks after Dubai. They've uh, done it too soon, and too uh, much bad press was already on us at the time. I, I think. That's, uh, yeah, that's definitely. I think there's a right. Guys. I think see, if I didn't go to Dubai and then it came up, it might have no been as the backlash. But I think because you were waiting to buy full load, then you know, man, man, you've just waited. It, it does look bad, doesn't it? Um, but then obviously when you win. Uh, the review which is ongoing you've got one media outlet who I don't like mentioned The Sun hate the, hate the we all hate the newspaper so I'm going to mention it again Dave says that supposedly it's done his review is done he's staying other outlets are saying no the, the review is not done we're all we're all waiting and timing here about what's going to happen with this review we're either going to get a wee silly statement or somebody's going to come out with a big interview or something we don't know what's going to happen but Obviously, Sammy, what's your kind of thoughts on obviously the review, which is still to happen. Surely, in my opinion, if the uh, rumours are maybe be correct, he's away after the game tomorrow. We don't know. It's all WhatsApp rumours. Anybody text these days, and the bookies take no yet. Boom, Eddie Howe's a favourite. But again, the review we will really surely, surely know no matter what happens tomorrow. How how he's still here, if. They had any, if you had any fight, in my opinion, to try and call us back. A of door.
3: Aye. I, I had a look today eh, in advance of this night. I had a wee look to try and find um, the comment that mentioned about the review statement that the club put out at the start of December. And all it says is there'll be a review in the new year. And all you is we're looking that to mean January, mm. right? But so that leaves it nice and vague for them and leaves it nice and open. It doesn't need to be January, it could be March, it could be April, um, it's still the new year. I don't Sammy, think there'll be one, I don't think there'll be a review.
2: Sammy, sorry I interrupted it, Nosey. We will review the situation in the new year on a game-to-game basis. Was that not what the statement said?
3: Uh, I've no goal at your hand. I, I, I think I read I, I think it just says it would be a review in the new year, but, but you might be right, I, I can't remember it verbatim, but I'm sure it. It said uh, in the new year, but I, said, the one thing I was looking for was the end in January, and it hasn't. Yeah. Um, so it leaves it nice and open from there on. it really think there'll be one, I don't. Um, for me, it was see. As you said yourself, right? See if he was going to go. If they had a real fight and really believed that they needed to replace them, we wouldn't have got it this far. We wouldn't have get this far. In fact even if they'd allowed them the game at Ibrox and he'd be able to turn that around. I think we all believed that they were keeping them on to let him have the switch up so that he could get the treble one as a manager that he'd done as a player register, so he could get that. That's fine. They got that. They gave up to Ibrox because we were actually in a good wee run um, and they've obviously thought if we go to Ibrox and win all of a sudden there's still a big job but we'll get a good chance and we'll, we'll go with it. Um, see everything that's happened because of Dubai and all that. The perfect opportunity to use that if they wanted to get rid of them. Um, they could use yesterday. They, they could use yesterday and say, oh, you know, there's people all apologising last week and you've undermined that But what you wanted to say. You know, that's enough. Um, I don't think, I, I think they'll just let them see the season. If they've wrote this season off, um, unless, and I don't believe the rumours going to, you know, why would they give them the game tomorrow? What would be the sense in that? That just doesn't make any sense. Um I don't believe that there's a, a manager lined up. If he goes, the more I people to go up and, start and put them up on me, I think um, it will just be a, a short-term thing until they find somebody in the corner. Uh, if you were wanting my review, um, fucking stinking. have <laughs> my language, right? But stinking. Um, We've had no system. We've had no consistency. We've had no leadership. We've had no motivation. Um, it has been, it has been like turning up for a game of livings where you're where nobody knows anybody really and you're just hoping that he's all better than the other players in our team and hoping we win. That's the early season. Um, he's had two guys that he brought into the team with in December, um, who've been there all summer. Um, you know, Fokker, the one thing in the past i do not talking about Folk have always made me a very bit of a Peter fan and all that stuff. They've always kind of defended him for, for certain things. Um, what I would say is that if I was a Celtic board was he spent the best part of £50 million pound in the summer. Do you think, if the fees had been believed, it was the best part of £5 million for the keeper. The same again for Ayeti, a £3 million for Turnbull. Then you've got the loan fees for Buffy and El Unice and Laxell. So spent good money. Then you've got Sorrow, who Lennon was gave last January. He used a lot of new because you've no used them, so you had him. Why are we going to give you made and mere and, Mer- and, Mer- and? He said, plenty of money. He never used Sorrow, he never used Turnbull until I really had to, at which point you away. Um, so my review is all oh, good enough, and it should go. But that was my opinion in October and November. Um, and while we were being called out by some of his pals in the media at the time, as being coming call called the bed letters for the supporters saying that Lennon should be sat. Mm-hmm. Um, when in actual fact, we could just see what was coming, and we could we could tell that it was all going downhill. And, and we wanted to change then, it never happened. And it's got to the point. No, I don't believe the of review. I don't believe he'll be sat. I don't believe uh, he'll walk. Which he I think his legacy is a legend that the club is seriously up for debate now he knows what this season meant and he should have been big enough and man enough to realise that if I go now, back in October or November, I was, somebody could come in and rescue us, and never forget and I made this comment when Lennon scored that 10 in a row twice they fucked up the last one, it was in 2011 when we I'm up mm-hmm. to the S and go club that league which would have been one yeah, so we would already be
1: on 10 if we hadn't screwed that league up but he's coming at the other end and he's fucked up that league as well so nah, for me he's got to go back I do before the end of the season Aye it's it's very poor um, I'll leave my opinions to obviously after Robert's done his but I generally think it's aye <laughs> the review I don't think it's going to happen Robert and I don't think it's going to happen the way we think it's going to happen
2: how, how can we let it go any longer? As Sammy said, I'm positive, but I'm not 100% sure that the board's statement was we will review um the position of the manager in the new year on a game-to-game basis. So if that's what we're looking at, right, we've played three games, we've scored zero goals, we've conceded... Sorry, we scored one goal, haven't we? We scored um, against Sibs, a free kick. We scored one goal in three games. We've dropped seven points. Mm-hmm. Only gained two, and nine. And Aye. We're in an absolute shit show again. We're just in an absolute mess again. We had a nice wee run going up to the Rangers game. We lost it. The time was then to go to win. Right, you've lost as a league, let's go. But as Sammy said, He's this big, massive Celtic supporter. He knows what it means to the fans. He knows all this. He should have held his hands up a long time ago. Because to me, it's cat and mouse with Peter Lawwell on him. Peter Lowell doesn't want to sack him because it's going to cost too much to get rid of him. Neil Lennon doesn't want to walk away from a job because he knows how much it will, make, will cost to sack him. He's going to give up salary-wise to the end of the season. So it's cat and mouse between the two. I don't think Peter Lawwell wants him in the job but he does not want to sack him and have to pay the compensation to the end of the season and I, no and does not want to walk away for
3: it. The only thing I could see, Robert, on that is I, I don't think the compensation would be a problem, I, I genuinely don't think do right? I mean, not exactly what he's earning, but I don't think that would be an issue. I just wonder if it's the point that anybody they've asked, so let's just say, for argument's sake, they have spoke to Martin and and Gordon Strang, because they're the two we think that they would have spoke to him. we could take the joke to Martin in their base when nah, I don't fancy it, so he's thinking well why would I sack Lennon if I don't have somebody teed up and I maybe they'll take him in, might as well run with him the new, and whether or no they've got somebody teed up for the summer that they know they're going to go after and they're thinking well, we're not going to get that person any earlier so we'll just need to wait we'll just need to ride this one out because we've not got him if that's the only reasonable plausible excuse I can give for them not sacking him, because they kind of be like this and thinking might come around a 21-point You know, we never know. It can't be.
2: There's got to be something in place because like if they let him go to the end of the season and then they start sending it to the season book renewal forms, <laughs> they'll be getting sent straight back to Celtic <laughs> Park quicker than they get sent out, I can assure you. And people will find it hard to get up their season books, but people are not going to put up with that nonsense, especially in a pandemic when people are struggling Right. It was a it was a joy to go and you saved your money to go and watch Celtic. Oh, that was your wee thing at your weekend because you worked hard all week. You spent time with your family. They can't do that now, so the frustrations boiling in people and people are going to go. Why should I give them six hundred quid in the pandemic? Might not bear, and then they might give another fast year season and another cap signings and nerd guys on crazy wages that will probably will not get any money back for and stuff like this. Um, and so many players want to leave the club. I just feel. The club's all going in different directions. There's no, there's no always one club. Um, they want mentality. Um, those players want to leave. The managers, I don't think the manager and John Kennedy got on particularly well. I don't think they worked as a team. Um, they broke Gavin Stratton, which I don't think was authorised by Lennon or Kennedy. I don't think the signings were exactly who they wanted. I don't think they identified the signings in the right place. I think the PR disaster, the pitch are a disaster. I just feel everything that Celtic, it could have went wrong, has went wrong, and, and I think a lot of arrogance and neglect and blinded has come back to bite us in the in the most important season in our history. Um, I just feel it needs stripped back top to bottom, and I'm hoping to God it's happening behind the scenes now because if it doesn't, we are going to be in some hell of a state come the summer.
3: The thing I'd say on that right, and, and I had this and maybe I'm being far too optimistic is that we are miles behind now right? right but as we've all sat and spoke over the last hour or so about we're miles behind because of rainfall right? we've put ourselves miles behind I don't necessarily think that the team that spoke to the league now has got that much better than what they were they're a wee bit more consistent and they're a good side a, a competent manager or coach comes into our team and I reckon we jump forward quite a bit straight away. I think we're already competing. I'm I'm still fairly confident that all things being equal, I'd still fantastic' to win the league back Hundred um, percent. But you don't know you have to assume Eduardo will go. You're assuming Ayer's going, Christy's probably going. Um these guys the need jam's to going. I've thought about players that we that we'll we we, we, we we want to keep. <laughs> <laughs> um you know uh, and even then, I didn't shoot with Christy in that list. But <laughs> these guys will go A, because we've got money, and B, because I think and Edward will going into the last year of our contract. So we'll be selling them once, So they all need to play to totally get that. But what you make all that about the season, but it's absolutely bang on. Even, even allowing for folk going, to hit the season ticket for 25 years, I'm going to keep it going and all the rest of it. You're like nobody knows if the football stadium's going to be open again by August. So we're going to spend an 5 600 out of 10 work on your computer well, folk are just, are just not going to do that again. That's before you look at the club and think to yourself, well, where's the indication for the club? You know, a few years ago, what they got in Brendan Rodgers as a sign of, right, we mean business, we're going to kick on. There has to be something like that in the pipeline. Did <laughs> have got to realise that there's a £2-3 million hit potentially a focus to take the season with Colonel Graham or, him or, him or him. I It's
1: definitely, I think the season books is, you and Robert have said, um I think if we don't get somebody in soon, they're not gonna sell any. Um obviously guys maybe like yourselves and myself and the other guys, you'll still you'll still go the new, you'll still go and buy your books because you you love the club and you just that's that's your passion. As you say, you spend all week working and you go to the football and Celtic's one of your biggest things, obviously part of your kids and your your family, but Celtic's a big part of your life. So it comes to me in your season books. Most people will have the kind of the thing you've said there that I've had it for years, I've just continued it. But some guys are grown up, like maybe myself, you all oh, you've seen success, and then you're seeing this, you're like, When money here? I've had this and now I'm getting this. When money here, I don't I don't think this is this has gone away. I want to pay my money anymore, which is partly that's people's opinions. Um, but I I think they definitely need make it something soon in my opinion because I'm not going to sell 50,000 especially on a pandemic they're not going to spell 50,000 when they win in charge See, honest boys I, I generally it would not surprise me if he's here next year it would not surprise me I generally I I'd like to think it wouldn't happen but he just I don't think it is going to happen right? but would it, would it really surprise you if he won this season me personally it wouldn't surprise me but Obviously, there's been a lot of things about Eddie Howe. For me, it's is there a chance of happening? We don't know. It's all rumors, right? Obviously, the Newcastle Joe might be up for grabs for him. So, but Eddie Howe for me, I, I've spoken about it. We've spoken about it on our podcast recently. That Eddie Howe's on my Christmas list. Um, Eddie Howe for me is, I, he would suit us to, to a tee. The way he actually play it, I've been watching them on YouTube and reading about them. The, the way he talks about football is I think the way we want to see football a and counter-tap play um, if they score three we will score four it's just that he's obsessed with football and I think we need a that manager that's obsessed um, he said he, when he was a bone mouth he was into half six half six to start his day he was always hands on he's a guy I think he's, he's, learned, he's, he's always saying he's learning all the time um, I think I don't usually think about Eddie Howe, guys, but if we could get him, if there's a big chance, as you say, Sammy, when Rodgers come in it was a sign, I think if the board gets somebody like him, and I think it's a sign, and I think, I don't think the board would be saying to the fans, listen, we're getting him in. Season books, here we go. Aye, I I, I I he
3: hits every vote. Um, I can see why the club would be appealing to him. Um uh, not so long ago, he was being touted as a possible England manager. He was touted, I think, for Article when mm-hmm. he left. There was a lot of talk, and he, I think he just stayed cool out of Bournemouth um, and he got as much at them as he could and he fell away. He'll be looking at it and thinking, well, look what it did for Rogers. His dedication was done a wee bit after Liverpool. He went up there, rebuilt it, and he's himself at the top job in England. You might think, hey, I could go in there, two, three years. Um, get them back on top, hopefully get some Champions League or at least football. get a wee bit of success, and I can move back again. And we would take that. I think we would like accept it if you put in the job, you here your first two, three years maximum, we're all right with that provided he's a success. And um, my only concern about it is that his fans will get myself carried away. Um there's nothing to suggest that he's interested in us or we're interested in him. It's a name that's been put up there and his fans will all run with. You then start to see the odds tumbling. Bear in mind, when it comes to these uh, bets, very little money put on that. So the first person who plays £100 on turn, the odds just slash massively. So he's in at 1-2, 1-3, 1-5. That's just because 500 folk have got that WhatsApp message that message are floating about in the time. You a on them. Do you know what I mean? And it's just totally tore him away in. I hope it's true. I'd like to see him. I think he's exactly what we would be looking for, like yourself. Um, you watch him, you read bits about him and um, he's interesting he, he looks as if he takes his job seriously he, he's that Brendan Rodgers mould of being in the about living and breathing the game wanting to play the game in the way that, that we call the Celtic way or that sort of stuff. I um, it would be great, he would probably attract a few players that, that we would like to get but as I tweeted last night, Steve Bruce is uh, on his way out at Newcastle Eddie Howe might look at the two jobs and go, well, I could go to Scotland and try and get a job in England, or I could just take a job in England that's here. Um, well, he'll probably get just the same wage or more, and he's already in the Premier League. Um, I know Newcastle isn't a necessarily a job that anybody would like to take, but uh, he might look at that and go, it's fine, so if we do want him, we need to be moving the now. And, but let's be honest, it's Dermot Desmond and Peter Lawwell. Roy King's probably beat up. <laughs>
1: I, I think it's definitely something I think we need to look at soon if that is the case. Um, as you say, surely if they have spoke to him, that's got to be in the pipeline because things aren't going well, you know. Um, I don't we make it out, Robert, but obviously we've spoke with Eddie Howe and there's obviously other names I've been finding about. Jack Ross, for me, he's an absolute no-no. Guys like Mark oh he's the, he's the bookie list as well. Again, I don't know, Mark Coos, he's, he's managed that top level for a long time, dealt with kind of high players, high budgets. don't know if that would interest Celtic, but I think, for, I think we've spoke about Eddie Howe, I think for me, if we can get him, go and splash the cash and get him, I think he would bring his, I think he would bring, give them the new, bring him in the new, give him to build for the qualifiers and sort the mess out, because I think we need somebody to come in and sort it out, as we've spoke about, it's going to take a few months to sort that team out. We spoke about Eddie Howe before,
2: Ryan. Um, previous podcast, he um, ticks all the boxes, I like him, he's young, he's enthusiastic about football, he likes to play an attractive football, he's about winning and scoring goals and really pleasing the fans and stuff. Um, To me, Newcastle might be a good proposition for him, right, if Steve Bruce goes, but who wants to work under their... Like their chairman, everybody that goes to Newcastle. Say these mud to work under. Um, there are yo yo team also? <laughs> uh, Well, that but I'm let, let me have my good points and the bad points on it, right? <laughs> Sorry. Newcastle, Sorry. in my opinion, has a bigger glass ceiling than any other team. They're a yo yo team. They're a big club, a big one city club. They've got a big following. But they'll never do it, in my opinion. They're like, yo-yo club, up, down, up, down, up, down, that sort of uh, and And they're sign these players in crazy wages. I mean, they get relegated with Michael Owen up front and stuff like that, who's on 100 grand a week away uh, back in the early 2000s. Um, I don't know anybody that would really... The best manager they had was Benitez, and they wouldn't gave him the money and the guy left. I'm not saying that Celtic is more appealing, but he's got a chance, if he comes to Celtic, to play in Europe. He's been in the Premier League. I would say he maybe fancy something different, but again, he might know why to come to Scottish football because Scottish football is no attractive and um, it's a two-horse race, if you want to call it. Um, but again, he could come up here and build his reputation up, whereas if he takes a Newcastle job, he could end up, let's be honest, they look like they're getting relegated. They could end up in the Championship. And they might need to sell players and they could end up sold in there, but he could come up here two three a year build his reputation and get a big job in England like Rogers. there's pros and cons of everything but in that sense then I would like to see if we can get Eddie Howe Michael O'Neill for Stoke, I think he's done well with Stoke, he's starting to build them up I've not seen the results recently but the last i seen they were in the top six um, they've done a wonderful job with Northern Ireland Um, that's just another guy I would say on the list now that I would like to kind of see at Celtic, I don't know what your opinion's on that
1: I think when you talk about Michael O'Neill, the only thing I can see about him is he would maybe be able to, because obviously some of the clubs he's dealt with, he's known maybe had the biggest of budgets, so he might be able to come in on a budget, because next season, with the pandemic, how much money we've got, obviously we're going to sell players, so I think that's my hang on it, because I think we're going to sell, we're probably going to get at least twenty five million pounds out of three or four players, right? Probably, I like to think so, right? So, there's your money for your manager, right away for a to our manager. If it is game three or four million per year, Rogers was getting two and a half a year, whatever. Um, but I think Michael Neal it's it could be again, it's a good suggestion because he has guy he is a guy who's dealt with kind of maybe smaller budgets and he might be able to get the best out of players if foot spending money. I don't know what you think uh that Sammy, but I know our name as well, we'll I'll speak about afterwards, obviously Ralph Ranyak, but he's a dream. Uh but I don't know what your take is. Obviously we need a Consider that Nil Winnie's still the manager. But the is the way things are gone, he's probably going to be the door soon. So we need to obviously look at other options. Uh, I don't know what your opinion is on the manager situation, Sammy. Uh,
3: first of all, the name you mentioned earlier, Mark Hughes. Uh, no. No. Um hmm. I've never rated Mark Hughes. I've always thought Mark Hughes is an absolute myth. Um he highly rated when he had Wales in the sort of early two thousands. Um Never qualified for anything. Uh, mm. Got some good results. By that time, he had Pete Hartson, Bell, and speed, really good squad. Did he built his reputation off that. Had a look today, obviously, because he was preparing for this and obviously been mentioned. Be had a look. So Mark Hustard started managing Wales in 1999, and he moved on thereafter. He's no manager since 2018. In 19 years, you know what he won? One, one. One manager of the month award in 2007. That's it. I've got an award here for football manager. I think that's worth <laughs> more than what Mark Hughes has achieved, so get me in the bets. Um, no, I wouldn't. Be. Michael O'Neill, I know he's been mentioned before. He probably would be a good, solid manager, but is he going to make folk renew season tickets? Uh, I don't think he is. Um, Eddie Howes is the dream. Uh, I'm not as averse to Jack Ross. Um, I know Jack Ross was... Dick his name though? all you in know, because I think Brendan Rodgers mentioned him, at the Celtic Ford as a potential um, back in the day. Um, he had a good spell at St Mirren. He didn't do so well at Sunland, but if any, he'd have watched that on Netflix. That's a shut show. And, well, I would have struggled with Sunland at that time, so I don't hold that against him. Back to Scotland, I'm sure I'm, I'm right in saying I heard a stat that only Celtic Rangers have won more points in the league than
1: him. I think that's true, aye.
3: Um, built, but my worry is he's building a good squad there so I don't think he's going anywhere soon Ed Sine was at Jackson Irwin Chris Cadden I believe he's offered of contact to that boy Bates that Rangers boy as well so he's building quite a decent squad there I don't think he's going anywhere so the day because it's betting I can add a look in the betting and it's all your usual suspects that at the top John Kennedy Martin Neil Gordon Sign Roy Keenan all that there's a name further down and I haven't heard it mentioned in other places and the more I think about it the more I think it happens to the Celtic globe Sean Maloney Sean Malone is obviously number two to Martínez at Belgium just now, and I think he's quite highly rated as a coach. Um, we know that Dermot Desmond seems to think there's a lot of value in having a Celtic link. whenever he's went after players or managers and all the rest of it. I think they will think he's worth it a, 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 a um, because he's excellent player. so obviously fans will offer that, and we'll just love him because of that. Um, he's came through the academy, he's all the way through the club. He's learning under... Listen, Martínez would probably be um, somebody I would have on a Christmas list, um, but he's mm-hmm. not going to leave the number one team in the world and come in. Um, I think Maloney will be, uh, will probably start to, if he gets to the summer, and, and the bets starts to change his name, I think or Maloney's name will start to, um, he'll maybe get the Euros at the road, it would maybe be an agreement, that yeah, you do the Euros and then you come after, which again, who knows, maybe that's already in the pipeline and that's why Lennon's getting the rest of the season or he wants to get the Euros at the way with Belgium and then leave Belgium and come to Celtic. I don't know. I don't know, but i a lot been other names on the list. David Wagner, your ex-Huddersfield manager. Um, again... Just been um, sacked for Schalke. No, nah, I, I, I I just think that his agent will be touting him. So yeah. he'll be one of the names touting to Celtic. Especially if you're his agent, you would be. Um, I dare say there's quite a lot of managers like that. Um, so, I, if you've mentioned Wagner. Um Ryan, right. uh, aye, but he thought in the red category. I think as a dream cat. There will be other clubs, probably bigger clubs than us, that will be looking at, at these guys, um, so it just depends whether he wants to be the manager or not, I don't know, but if I was to pick an exciting, I think between Jack Ross, uh, I wouldn't I, touch. I, I, I just, I, I think the board will. There's no going to sell season books,
2: mate. Go in the shop. My opinion. Leave it 100% sure alone, but I know what you're saying this is the Celtics board thinking because
3: Henry mm. Larson is in the shortlist as well see if the think it's Roy King and Henry Larson are the two of them they named it once they once they the two of them but they're the two names that constantly get put on the list because they think that we're all gullible enough that, it or, or Roy slash Henry Larson you know it's, it's a name that some not the old balance <laughs> of we old need Larson. to
2: read the room here
3: like, Sammy yeah.
2: I they think, need to I read think, the room. The I Celtic so. boys get the biggest decision in our lives here. They make a fuck-up in this, and they will have absolute mass exodus. It's a nice circle, though, if we go back to the very start
3: of this podcast, would the we say, why are you this Fuck, I
2: know. Um, managers, Michael and you... um. Ready how, but I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out our budget and what would appeal to managers and what sort of money. There's got to be a in place, you know what I mean? Mm. So as it's a short list, I mean, there's no a lot of guys who'll take it. There's no a lot of guys who even consider it or anything. Um, So you might be right in that way, Sam. It, it will be maybe a Sean Maloney, slash Gordon Stratton alongside him just because he's no been in management or something along the lines. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't well, know. the things that, that Gordon Stratton put the director of football job at Dundee and
3: then there was a wee bit of me thinking, was that to get practice for that job? Because eventually, because we're obviously going to appoint a director of football apparently that summer
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and Gordon Stratton's nice and pally with him at the board. So he's a wee shot at Dundee. He absolutely, right, got then as director of football We're Troy Maloney or something like that under him. Um, yeah. All that we'd want agree. not that I'm saying it's
1: what I'd want, what yeah. the fans would want. But what we know is that Celtic board ticks all the boxes, I think. Yep. Yeah. I uh as you just spoke about, guys, we can uh, obviously realistically you, you want all the big names and you ran yet, your house, but you've got you've got to think, you've got to sit down and think what the Celtic board would think, and as you says. They've got a massive, massive appointment coming up because it's not just the manager's job, it's the coaching staff, it's the full structure of the club leads for this manager uh, appointment. Because if I appoint someone, if it is just say Jack Ross, however it is, they've got to get their coaching staff, and then they've got to bring in new players, they've got to go to the youth team, and they've got to, as we've spoken with the phone but they've got to fix the full structure of the club. For the way, because I, I don't know if you're listening recently, Sammy, but We've kind of been thinking about as well that they've got to change the way the club structure is for or us selling players, buying players. They've got to have. I think they've got to go modernised as as all the rumors I've spoken about when it comes to the the, the football and maybe like a head coach site. Can I go sports? it? My
3: thought is that another reason that they've not appointed a a, a manager or a coach. commander manager just now is just technically to that structure right. The manager's the last person. A mm-hmm. most important point, person you're appointing is your director of football. You get the director of football and because they're the person that sets the structure. They decide how youth academies and all that are going to work. Effectively, your first team coach, one well, responsibility purely for the, the playing style. You get the right director of football to so that If he bring Eddie Howe in and in two years' time, he moves on. Whoever comes in to replace him, it's somebody who's going to fit into the structure you've got in place because the guy that's got your director of football is already set out properly. So technically. If that's the model we're going to do, the most important appointment that we make then, the director of football, get him right and let him appoint head coach that he fits into the structure and, and that he wants us to watch. So if that's the way we're going, again, all this tends to me as to why Lennon's just been left in place because I'm thinking, everything's going to change in the summer anyway. What's the point in getting rid of him to just bring in for four months? Maybe I'll just let him make an answer this season and um, let somebody else take like responsibility for it.
1: Because obviously... When, Roger, when Rogers left, Rogers brought, brought a different, total different culture dynamic to the club. The structure of the tap to bottom was totally changed. And then they brought on Lennon, that doesn't fit with that structure. So as you says, it might nobody it make nobody the football route. But Lennon doesn't fit in. to you can't bring a manager in and then stick with the same training that that manager's done. That that doesn't work. So, but for me, I think the dream for me would be Alvanick. I think he's obviously done a job on it.
3: What's that, sorry? No, what I was going to say there, though, is in fairness to Lennon, and it's not often I'll say that in this current climate, mm-hmm. but in fairness to Neil Lennon, when he first came in, when Rogers left, and he, he did say, I'm not changing anything in training, was because we were needed in a season there. There was too much happening, and he appreciated that. If I could have been new and trying on who has has been made for the last two and a half years, or whatever it was, It's would upset it. So let's just keep it... You're right,
1: when it then gets to the somebody says, Okay, we're doing that, we're going to do that. He's kind of fell in between. But he's kept yeah, it, isn't he? Really. But aye, the Ralph, for me, aye. The, the Ralph Ranić, I think it's obviously, listen, there's probably zero chance of it happening, right? But you like to speculate and just obviously, talk Man, managers you'd like at your club. But actually, he totally transformed, obviously, uh, rib, uh, Salzburg and then Leipzig. He um, transformed the youth system, he made them counter attacking and, and he brought in this new kind of play style, which I don't know the name, I know the name, but I'm not going to say it because I'll the name up, but basically, he he kind of brought in that kind of type of play, about obviously high press, win, part possession, all that carry on. and I think for me, if that was, the, if he could get him, because obviously guys like Klopp and Tuchel, they all say he's brilliant, they all look up to him, so, as we've spoke about, you've got to look at the board, Will the board appoint something like that because you need to splash money, probably no, but, own, own, as a fan, if that's a guy who we can get season books or fly after show shelf because you know you're going to get success with him because the youth system will be top notch. Your development squad, your reserves, if it's development squad, they'll be brilliant. And then your first team, you know you're going to have a plan. That's a, I've read about him and watched about him. He says, you've got to have a plan in place and I don't think We've spoken Robert. Um, we haven't got a plan then, now.
2: No, Ryan, we've, we've not got a plan. We're losing all the cream of the youth that we've got. We've lost two to Bayern Munich, to Man City. Carmen Happer signing a contract with Red Bull. I say
1: uh, uh, New York, isn't it? America. New oh, York Red
2: Bull, that. sorry. Um, we're losing Karamoko Dimbele. We're just, I mean, this. Obviously, there's something wrong with producing the youths now and trying to keep the youths at us, um, the talented youths that we've got. So, to me, that again, that's where our director of football needs to come in to structure all that because it just doesn't seem right at all. We shouldn't be losing our team of talent to these big clubs because I reckon these big clubs, they're not going to get as much opportunity as they would get at Celtic. No saying they might go in and be brilliant and get a chance at these clubs, but surely as a young boy, it'd be more appealing to stay with Celtic and try and break into Celtic's team than it would be Bayern Munich or Man City. Um, I just feel like, as Sammy says, we need a director of football. We need a different direction. We need a, a young manager who's going to come in and transform the place and get the fans on board and give us back a brand of football that, we actually can enjoy and the players, I don't think the players and our team are playing as a unit I think there's a lot of individual performances and some decent ones at that but to me there's got to be a togetherness that we are lacking this season Um, and I think that's probably where we need to, maybe the big goalkeeper might need something around the lines because it's disjointed, maybe that's what a yeti needs, maybe that's how Duffy's been after the boil, I'm not saying it is but just because there's no great togetherness at Celtic, you know, a lot of things could be to do with that. The full fact is the management team to me, John Kennedy, and no they're winning on together. No, they're as individuals. And I think that's what's wrong with a club. Too many individuals at every level, just in my opinion.
3: I, I, I agree with that there, Robert. And the point that you made at the start of about the young players. So I, I know... Um, I mean, we're, going to discuss obviously any, we're, we're two-thirds of the way through January. Right? I don't want to spend any money this month. Uh, I don't think there's a point. I don't see what, what we're going to do. Um, when you talk about young players, it was wee boy Welsh. I thought the wee boy Welsh was one of your best players against Hibson Monday night. It oh, comes yeah. during the weekend against Libby, has got to let me come back in. No wonder our young players have gone somewhere else. No uh, you own
1: that, I've thought you See obviously at half-time, uh, sorry, before the game. Welsh interview and, you. and you're even oh, Again, nobody's talking. PR again, one. Uh, no, exactly.
3: Um, I thought that young boy, um, he was flung into the deep end in the first Rangers game when he to play right back. Um, totally come out to dry then and then never seen again. Brought back in on Monday night against Tibbs. And as I say, I thought he played relatively well. Player, no. oh, all right, you get caught out of the at the, the free kick then my issue with that goal that had scored now, connected like he feels Why like she and her favourite interview of commanding centre back Martin, we are on a pre pick like that. You go to the back post with the boys are like, like with Martin and do it. But anyway. Welch is then cut away the um, belly. I'm torn between that. The is a bit like the Farouz a wee bit for a few years, but there's all that great hype about him. But when he's played nice, he flashes, but he just looks too lightweight. I think football, you just both buttons in the park. So I'm not. It's a shame that we'll lose the talent, but I can understand why the young boys are gone because they're looking going in Scotland. Ash should be able to get into the first team here and play football. And I, and there isn't a route in it. And I think if you're talking about changing the mentality of the club, yeah, our team or starting eleven should maybe have six or seven players that were brought in and then four or five guys who've come through the system that were our own players that we develop and we move on. And it maybe we do seven for but you know, if Callum McGregor went this summer. We'd, we'd be looking at 20 million plus, probably. That would be a good return for a boy who came through the an academy and we to keep the legs what I need, but um, That would be decent enough. And if we were in that available, that's how we need to generate income. Definitely happy with that. But in terms of um, going forward for the rest of that season, if would be the goalie again. You mentioned the goalie. I would just leave Barker and gosner He's another one, I think, he's been hung up to drive me, but bit this season. Aye. Um, he's maybe not been great. He's not made any match-winning saves and all that see what you think of the goals that have been flung in Hazard gets a bit of a buy because he's young fair enough but he's dropped a few goals in Ben's dropped a few in I can't really think of Entenberg That's the first goal against Genders in the first game they've done a wee bit better with but I can't think of too many clients that he's had. he's just not been excellent he's just been a, a bomb of a boat would give him around so we can see if he's any good or not um, I would give the boy Welsh again, game but then Neil Lennon won't because you'd be beat on his power to he near beat on And To go with with Robert's point about um, just a disjointed team, 100%. Look at that. The front two don't look like a front two that are united. I know we all want to believe that Edward and Griffiths are a great partner in in York and Cole. It's not. It's it's a great forward and a good forward, enjoying the fact that there's a big overshoot between them. But they don't look like a partner. They completely understand each other. We don't have the centre backs, but last season, Ayer and Julian, seem to be a partnership. Not that tough. I'm going the mark no, yeah, wee bit yeah, but you now another goalie, he's coming to a new country, probably speaking, not speak English, he's coming in and he doesn't a centre back to the front him, so he doesn't know what he half the time. All that's on a manager. You set this your team, you make it solid and you work for there and we haven't done that. So no, I, I wouldn't be lending any money and I wouldn't be getting any players for the rest of this season and, uh, unless Edward is sold uh, the window or, you know, he goes or I goes and he goes numbers we need to get and I'd lose them. I wouldn't be committing too money. i only be changing your entire coaching team and management team in the summer. I wouldn't be quitting any more money to players that any manager comes in and doesn't they like them. Um but I, I I that that's why young players are gone. But isn't there is a route to the first team?
1: I Steph, I have I've kind of spoken about myself to uh, my old man and stuff that the youth still get a chance here. Um, you see guys at 16 playing in Fisher Dortmund's first team. I understand that they've got better, better, better coaches. They've got are more talented already, but to get up to speed with this game, you need to play. Um, and that's what we, we spoke about as well. How maybe the reserve football or coach football has to get back in because these boys only the, there's almost so much development you can get playing against guys their age. Um, obviously back in the day they played against big men and the first-teamers and they get kicked about and you kind of get shown and spoke with the first-team players how to play the game and I think they don't get that now um, but I don't think I'm agreeing with you when it comes to the route to the first-team I think you need to be I think nowadays you need to be really extra extra special like your McGiddies and your Forest when the first-team in to actually get in the first-team because as you say's um, you don't really get a sniff, really, unless you're really exceptional. Um, I think you'd agree with that, Robert. I know when it comes to the youth set, we we'll have got to have a structure to get them in a wee bit better because, again, they could be our sell on value in the future.
2: Right, Ryan, we've spoken about it. Um, as I say, it's a million times we spend £2 million a year um, on our youth setup. I just feel we should be producing a bit better. And I don't know if it's due to we're over-coaching young boys or taking the goodness out of them. I think we need to get down a bit of a foreign route when it comes to coaching because I think we're kind of hammer-throwers, coaches, Scottish coaches. Um, I just feel like a passing, you a good young coach coming through foreign would be good in that structure. And an ex-player, like a Lubo Moravchik, teach the boys feet, things like mm. that just get a wee bit different and i seen a thing that Brucey Adoptment did and it's like it's like a big circle and it's balls get fired out at you and there's targets, it beep and I just think we just need to dive into more technology, things like that Um, I'm not saying Celtic has not got that but things like that I think could be the future as a coach, it's like a it's like a big circle and it's like balls get fired at you and it'll beep behind you to the right-hand side so you'll need to turn me your left and play it after that beep and then one will get fired to you. You'll need to turn reverse, bang, hit it off the right. And I just feel, I'm not sincerity certain to invest in that, but I think that's what's going to be the future of football. A lot of this electronic things and stuff like that that might need to get brought in and I think it will improve players' touches and using their both feet and stuff like that. Um, it's just a thing I'd seen on YouTube. You can look on it yourselves and let us know what you think. it. But just I think we need to just kind of get modernised um, with a youth set up and try and produce players. Everybody in the world tries to do it. We all try and copy the Ajax model. But we've got to try different things and just see how we go with it. I just feel there's a lot of different things that we could try. Um, with £2 million a year, I think that's a lot, considering Scottish football youth set up because a lot of people haven't even got that budget for the first team squad so I think we invest a lot of money in it Um and I just feel we should be getting a bit more joy at it at that money but it's it's like everything you're not always going to get what you want in it, it. that's just my yeah. f- feeling the set up, the youth was, set up
3: What was telling about that was last week we lost four strikers right, four first team strikers we did not have another youth striker
2: He's the money, Dundee
3: uh, what, 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 why have we no got so? See if you look at domestically, we play 38 league games and roughly 10 maybe cup games if you're in cups, right? Um, why are we constantly always playing the same 14, 15 players? If mm-hmm. we are on a good run and we're at home to whoever's bottom of the league, be it Akies or Ross County or someone, that's the game. If don't make five changes, don't make four, five, six changes. But okay. you can't at that point they drop a player out and bring somebody in. You know, Nen is great at bringing somebody on in the 85th minute. If he, you know, we've all played football. You got him with five minutes to go. What is the point? You'd rather just go put your play zone and just you're rolling over because you're like, no, I'm hardly going to touch the ball. We don't have a young striker with the boy, Aitressin, who looked a bit promising and already that never get played. And ended up just getting rid of him because he wasn't getting in the first team. We we'll spent money bringing in four strikers. We don't need four established first team strikers. Two or three max with a 16, 17, 18 year old, the best that you've got who's there, who gets 20 minutes, assuming you're 3-0 up against a mother of or a hammer or something. Right, Edward, if you go, give the young boy a good 20, 25 minute run so we can start, you know, he's no good, then we know we can get him out and bring a plan in. But there are certain positions where we've made it a wee bit easier to get in. Um, Ralston has probably played more games. I don't know many games Ralston's played, but he's seems told me many he's played. Probably i probably fun. he's probably a lot more than you think over the early years. Um, Kearney obviously gets his chance. But it, but you look at it, and McGregor, probably our two best young Scottish players in recent years, and you forget had it not been for Ronnie Dyler,
2: we'd have lost over for them. Well, can mm-hmm. I speak to you about that? I would like a guy like Ronnie Dyler in to take over over the youth setup because yeah. he was good at bringing Tierney in. He was big, yeah. good at bringing McGregor in. He was good at developing players, yeah. and I think this job was maybe just too much for him because it was a lot of strain and you know the pressure had been. But a guy like him behind the scene. Because he's very enthusiastic about bringing young players. He's done it everywhere he's went. He's been a good coach. Yeah. Let him even be the top coach in the, the youth setup yeah. and let him develop our young players. Because he was a likable guy. It was just yeah. maybe went a wee bit still. But you remember he got that we guard? He brought him through. He was the Aye. one that developed him. Yeah. So maybe yeah. bring Ronnie Dialin to take care of well. the youth setup and be the director for under 23's done and develop a young course, that's
1: uh, maybe a guy like it would be ideal to take over He's, that side of things. Geez, well, I think whoever, whoever comes in the new manager, they've got to bring in somebody for the youth set-up that's, as we've spoken about before, Robert, it's got to be a plan, it's got to be a four, five, six year, pl- it's got to be the same guy, not just two years, somebody else, you've got to stick with the structure, stick with the plan, because if you're going to jump and chase, the youth system's not going to get any benefit. If it is, Tonk's because obviously we had uh, we were going to stay for years and Tommy Burns and some of the youth guys he wrote through there were brilliant. You guys, obviously, we spoke with Foam McGiddy, your Simon Ferry came through, your yeah, Jamie Smith, yeah, do. Donald Deedore, you guys, and they came through because it was structured, it was they were all out together all the time, it was a, the same management set up. So I think we need to be that route again. Again, football's all changed, so we know that the canning on day, the jobs, and we can do this. Football's all changed and it's changing for the it's changing for the better on the football side it. So I think we need to get somebody in if I had somebody like a dial Way, who's just obsessive with the youth and development players. That's as much as Rogers as well was a fantastic manager, but he developed the team that he took you guys like Armstrong were flying. Fucking McGregor again flying even more. And I'm I think Byata you now, see now. I would, I would give my left horse for Boyata, yeah, in some notes again to help us out because my other joint I'd rather have two average centre backs that nobody what they're doing and do their job than two of the guys that obviously Ayers uh, for me Ayers were one of the best players that season, but Julian he's, he's come in, he's looked after Boyle. Duffy's I feel for the guy in a bit, he's he's totally his confidence is shattered. I, I think the best thing to do in my opinion is just send them back. I know we need I know They're we need centre backs. back. Right. I know we need centre back straight. But I know Sammy says no to spend money. See if we can get a centre back who's maybe a free agent or a free transfer. Bring him in because I don't know if we can survive this, this year before another centre back come in. I really don't because Duffy's no gonna do it. If we're
3: gonna bring a centre back in, um, Given the nature of what our problem is, I wouldn't be going to try and sign a, a culture centre back. I wouldn't be going to try and sign a Julian. Uh, I'd go and sign and uh, will You with us, right? But see if it wouldn't cost a great deal of money. I'd go and sign something like that boy, forty. Yes, it has. he's not going to be a first team player in three years' time unless he completely rises. But take a minute. We need that, We need an arsehole when working. And I think if you've ever watched his play against them or when he plays against Rangers or whatever, he's an arsehole. He winds players up. He trips them up. He, he's a wee bit in the arse. You know what? We don't have any like that the team just now. Somebody we need that big, 30, 20 cent a back mentality. A good player. Yeah. So would, he would cost you a million and a half, maybe at most. No, a big wage, and you would always have a place for him in your squad. What I don't want is when we're spending three, four million pounds on Sunday yeah. The next coach. What will we establish if You look at our managers from Bailey to Rogers to Lennon. Is there a thread between them and their styles? No, no, really. We, we only appoint coaches who have the same style that fit. And that's the point you get directly to football and he makes sure whoever's coming in, of course, so you're not going from, I don't know, no going from an attack type manager like a, like a Rogers or something like that to go and get a 5-4-1 Rafa Benitez coming in next. Then you know, all the players you've got are now used to the next manager. You're getting the same style. Um, so if we're going to go and sign somebody, get somebody for the SPFL who's nobody going cost a lot of money and will be a decent squad player for the next few years. Absolutely. Um, I'd probably rather Portis in the boy Gallagher at Murrell, but I appreciate the boy Mur- at Murrell's probably a bit cheaper. Um, and, and we would be coming in for fair enough. But I just wanted to say, who would come in, fill in the numbers, and he'll do his job. He'll do his job for six months. And you know what? It was, you mentioned O'Gee well, there. he was in one of these positions that a lot of our youth players only get a chance to sell you by luck. Mm-hmm. It just so happened to get in because there's too many injuries or suspensions. They get a chance and they actually be all right. Otherwise, they would have never got a chance. Um, Maybe that's the case if the Gallagher or four years something. they come in, in the, for the next six months they actually invest and then imagine that someone goes is that a tough player in there I'm going to run with him yeah, I would much rather we done that than we spent £4 million on somebody that comes in and actually does not is, is no used to in the summer
2: Well Jack Henry's having the season of his life he seems <laughs> up to fourth in the league he's regular. I'm not saying he's the answer but maybe well, under, a new, manager, said, please maybe please under a new manager maybe under a new manager he might be a good player you know what I mean it just you look at John Stones doing at Man City. He had an absolute hellish time, wasn't he? Working for him now, he's a first pick in the Man City team. I'm not saying that's going to happen uh, with Jack yeah. Henry, but just the guy maybe just needed to get took out of Celtic, out of the firing line, and develop himself as a football player. I
3: he, think Jack Henry uh, Jack Henry would do a good job for a Hamza or an Aberdeen or something like that. Um, uh, John Stones is an example. I take your point, he's probably way he as it does, does, was a good defender, and then got tried. Mm-hmm. He's not played for any reason. Obviously, if you want to sum up how bad your season's been, take the last two minutes to we've discussed We've actually seen you would like to have Boyata back in your team. and I, the <laughs> I best know, player, I, I know. Team. If you could Boyata in your front team, he would be worse than Buffy, because Boyata's biggest problem was, see, when we were playing poorly, he was sure, you know, he looked good when we were good.
1: I would hate if we were on the stage with David Bed- 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 Boyata and Jack Kennedy or what's up which is real, what's up all we I just I just thought that obviously Boyata did do my not I'm but I, I just think that because I would rather having Shane Duffy I just think I feel obviously Boyata's been and gone but I just think my, I, I feel for Duffy I think he's just come up here in the fullest area with a Celtic fan 10 in a row and I, 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 I obviously we don't know which I don't think he's had the best of uh, personal lives. and I think that's maybe still in his football team, we don't know. Aye. But I just think for in my opinion, for his own sake, I think it would just be best to send them back because for him to get another team see people is another four or five months and he gets he gets totally embarrassed again. Nobody's gonna buy him. So I think in, in our best interest has been his best interest. If it means sending somebody a free transfer or somebody for a few hundred grand, if it, if it means not, then that, then dear. But in the last wee bit, obviously you were talking about coaches and um, bringing obviously better coaches and whatever. I've been saying obviously guys like Frimpong and Mikey Johnson are not good enough, right? Maybe for me, I think Frimpong's not a right back. Uh, We've all he's a winger, probably, right? I, I think if he's maybe better coached with people, he actually, might be a top top player in the future. Uh, it's just I don't think some of the players are coached very well. I don't, I'm no Fim no Pong's biggest fan, but I think the guys or Mikey Johnson's either. But if they're coached better, I think they might become better players. And if they are coached into the team, into the mode where we want, we're a better manager, I think they could benefit as me.
3: Frimpol's still young enough that he can improve. I don't like this uh, image that folks say that Frimpol's a winger because he's a winger no matter whether you play Sunday League or Champions League right? you've got one job at the top of all. I think he's a good wing-back I don't think he's a full-back um, he's defensively he's not strong enough um, but he's a good out-ball he's a good pace um, he really needs to work on his crossing but I wouldn't break him off he's like 19-20 a decent coach will get a at him. I like Mikey Johnson, but he went backwards and I felt sorry. I thought the Hibs game it looked as if he had decided that he had to be the man against Hibs because every time he got the ball, he was trying to be all himself. He wasn't releasing the boy early enough and he was trying to do too much? Um, I still think there's a player in. I don't know why we'll get L does man nothing. Um I, I would rather give Mikey Johnson the rest of the season than and and send L Unity that guy uh Mikey uh, Plans uh, on any team because um, I do think there's a player in the media, right me coach and develop and Neil Lennon and John Kennedy don't seem to be um capable of doing
2: that. I feel the three players should be sent back Duffy, Laxell, Ilanusi wasting money that we don't need. As we say the season's done so what's the point in wasting money and keeping them up? I
3: am no i no Black Sell baggage fan I think have you ever seen a guy who looks so not in control of the ball? He always looks off-balance and the ball's spinning away from him. And he's always, he, he's, he, he's always tackling something. Um, um, but the fact is that our only other left-back is Greg Taylor. Um, and as much as I don't think of a other difference between the two, I wouldn't be comfortable going, going to one one full-back for the rest of the season. But he, you're right, like, he's only one of the three lone players that I would say I would, I would keep up out. He... If,
1: so I Um, I think when he first came in, he was very impressive. Again, I I generally think he's regressed as a player under mm-hmm. us. Um, to see the I think McGregor's regressed. Scott Brown's getting older, but Scott Brown's not a player he was. Um, there's other guys who have regressed. Um, Ilhamid for me regressed big time again. So I thought when he came in, look look last year, he was brilliant, man. That game against Rangers, it was same as Julian. Super, oh, I'm sorry, you? Even
2: Ball and Derry was
1: superb against Rangers. Well, obviously, he's away now and gone. But I think some of the players, I know Scott Brown says that players are just not performed. But we all know there's, there's something else because the players have regressed big time. McGregor, for me, has been a shadowy player. He's still in glimpses of the games where well, he's covering the ground. But I think some of the players are regressing, and that's what I don't like. Players the I
3: think we've seen the old McGregor since Sorrow come into the team. I think when you put Sorrow in the game, you take Brown up, you free McGregor. I forward. they mm-hmm. forward. can play five yards further forward. And I actually think McGregor's looked a lot better um, since Brown broke the team. with almost babysitting Brown. He's having to do Brown's running no. and cut for of him. But whereas he doesn't do that for Sorrow. And in this diamond four. He's allowed to play further forward, he's allowed to go on the ball and go forward and uh, manipulate attack attacks a wee bit more and get more involved. Whereas, he was constantly on the back foot um, and he's always looking about where's you know, It's like he's saying he's, he's elderly out for a walk and you let him after him. he's constantly looking for him, where's he wants to find him? Whereas, we saw the way leave do the defensive stuff, so, so but I agree on, on the rest of the players. Too many players win battles. I think El Hamid's clearly got personal issues because it's clearly home tricky and he wants to go. Um, yeah, but there isn't a player, would you say there's a player on the squad who's improved this season? I don't probably only on Well,
1: But, but I, we I, know. I don't know
3: improved,
1: just, oh, but I'm we know. just
3: now
2: getting to the end
1: of the team. But we, we all know Tumble's quality for playing in, in Scotland. he got 15 goals or something last year to a Murrayville team and he's come in for me, he's put his... I don't think like, he's one of the only guys who I'm going mean, to build a team around them now. Uh, if you can, can point Christy, take take me with my
3: personal things to Christie. He is the replacement Allowing us to sell Christie. Christy. Sometimes he gets £10 million for interest, that's great. So I've voted ready for the mm-hmm. And That's what we should always be doing we identifying who's going to replace Pierre, we should be identifying who's going to replace Edward, etc. So, yeah, I, I agree. Mean, Storrow and Turnbull and McGregor, the Midstown, because he should be that way for the next couple of years. That's what we should be looking at, which we should be right, that's We never looked at. we put them a then.
1: And then, obviously, guys, the last wee bit is obviously tomorrow's game. Robert, uh, we've got the plastic patch against Livingston. It's going to be a hard game because as we've seen on Saturday, the fight for as a unit, like we're no mundane, uh, the pitch is always a, a bit of a leveller. We always have tough games there, we've played well recently in, few, in the last few years. Um, so obviously, we've got the players back. Obviously, we need to get a win. Uh, what's your thoughts on the game tomorrow?
2: I don't think we're going to win, and I don't watch some negative on us, but. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it happening. People are saying you've got your big players back. These big players have maybe only been training on the rain or no training. I don't know where the self-isolation, what they have today. I just feel, we've no beat, I we did done a beat Livingston there last year. We get beat 2-0 and drew 2
3: Um,
2: A very tough, difficult place to go. I just feel the morale of the teams dipped again. I just feel probably a lot of players will really want to be getting 100% even if it is the big cutters coming back let's say Edward and Christy are they going to really give 100% for to the end of the season knowing that they're gone in the summer on a plastic pitch and they're going to be diving into they're going to step back for tackles and maybe high balls that's going in like a guy's going to go early tap with him for a header or maybe just take a wee step back that's just obviously me probably looking too much into it but I don't see a positive result, mate. If I'm God's honest truth, I, I'd love to see us getting a positive result and putting a wee bit of pressure on. But I just, I just think things are only going to be looking too rosy tomorrow, mate. I'm going to be watching it through the cracks of my fingers.
1: And yourself, Sammy?
2: Uh, I'm a bit wee bit more
3: optimistic than Robert, um, but I think it'll be a tough watch. Um, but I, I think we'll get through um, now. But one thing that being is. Yeah, I quite fancy getting myself a couple of SPFL match positive. so I'm going to go and hang about the uh, designer outlet and catch some of Ryan Christie's shooting if he's <laughs> back tomorrow. Um, no, I, I think there'll be a few changes. I, I probably would actually, although I'm saying there's no much in it, I'll probably bring Taylor back in at left back and he lacks out a bit of rest because he has played quite a bit. Um, you're right, the, the front field. But I, I think we'll go to you know, Barcats and go. Lacked we'll out of Taylor, Thimble will play right back. Probably Beaton and I will play centre-back. Coral, McGregor, Christie, Tundell, Leed, I, I mean, it, that's going to be, because I is the one that's, I know, that's going confirmation of the players. It's going that it's, in Cham, they've It's one of them, obviously, something. I think we'll go back to that system. Um, I think it'll be a tough game, but I, I think we'll get a 2-0, and it'll, um, it'll be a third game, um, I and mean, Birmingham Livingston are probably going to play the same player as the weekend, they got a lot of effort on the weekend. By the way, just sort of note, see the amount of press that they got suggesting that they were unlucky not to beat us. They must, folk must be watching a different game for me. I thought Livingston played already, but I don't remember Hazard making that many great saves and pepping goal. I thought they were a good team. I just think that we will have enough to... Um, get like I say, it'll be a tough watch, um, but I do fancy to enough and get past that.
1: I am kind of a wee bit more positive but I do think it will be hard I think the park we've all played and Arsenal you know what it's like it's as it a leveller um, but I just hope that Lennon can fire the troops up and we do, as we says, maybe get a result and put a bit of pressure on Rangers but we all know it's just all about applying pressure now because it's going to be very very hard as we all know we hate to admit it but it's going to be hard but I uh, appreciate your time boys uh, and the Celtic now and for our podcast we'll be back at the end, end of this week uh, reviewing the limiting game hope for a positive result but once again lads thanks for your time and I appreciate it Hill, hill. Yeah,
0: boys
3: thank you all the best
0: We can't deny the need to fly. Sometimes she just feels lonely.